Hey kids, you like violence? It's time for that drummer guy. That drummer guy. That drummer guy. That drummer guy? That drummer guy. Two hours of the best in heavy music today. He's like, I have a radio show. Go listen. I'm like, okay. This guy loves and breathes heavy metal. The list of names he interviews is insane, and each one seems to be better than the last. He makes me call him that drummer guy in the bedroom, too. Right here, right now. Right here with that drummer guy. It's metal, metal, metal. Up your ass. That's one more thing to regret later. Cheers. Hey, everybody. This is that drummer guy. And I'm here to present you two hours of the best in heavy music today. This week, I have three brand new interviews from the likes of Cadaver, The Hirsch Effect, and Nightwish. And I have a couple sets of brand new 2020 music that you may not have heard yet. Let's start that off right with some brand new music from Haken. Off the upcoming 2020 album Virus, this is Haken with the song Prosthetic.
is Daniel Cece from Croesus, and you are listening to That Drummer Guy.
Welcome back to the show. You just heard some brand new music from Sorcerer with the Hammer of Witches off the 2020 album Lamenting of the Innocent. And before that, starting off the show this week was Haken with Prosthetic off the upcoming 2020 album Virus. Come up now, it's interview time, and it's time to do an interview with a member of one of the most legendary bands in symphonic metal, Nightwish to talk about their brand new album, Human Nature, which is available now through Nuclear Blast. In this interview, I talked to bassist and male vocalist Marco Hitala to talk about everything that's going on in the world of Nightwish right now, what's not going on in the world of Nightwish right now, everything to look forward to in the future, some gaming and music recommendations, which I found to be a really nice change of pace, and so much more. And following my interview with Marco of Nightwish, You'll be hearing the first single off the 2020 album, Human Nature, Noise. Hello? Hi, how's it going? Hey, going fine here. How's it going with you? I'm doing great. Uh, Thank you very much for taking the time to do this interview. Um, Well, these are boring times. I'm basically sitting at home. Oh, yes. Uh, Yeah, it it is pretty much boring times for everybody. Hopefully everybody is making the best of it of what's going on with it and you know with that i mean you know it's it's still great that uh, you are uh, taking this time to be able to promote this brand new album from nightwish well yeah but i'm i can easily talk, talk for half an hour with you and that's true we we just released an album so there's even there's even some point to it <laughs> Oh, definitely. And, you know, you know, along with that, I mean, with uh, the album coming out uh, back on the 10th of April through Nick of the Blast, I mean, I've, I am thoroughly enjoying this album. I, I love the fact that it is a double album. I love the concepts that's going on throughout thematically. You know, even though it's not fully a concept, I love everything that's going on with it thematically and how things tie together. And it, it just, it feels like a great straight-up Nightwish album, and it's great to hear that in 2020. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a it is a complex album in its way that the songs really they don't follow your standard structures that much, and you have to pay a lot of attention to a lot of things there. But we do have a sense that also people who like to listen to us they they are often people who are not very satisfied with the mainstream simplicity anyway. Yeah, I, I've noticed that as well, too, and that's what I do appreciate ab- about Nightwish, is that you are able to write the music that you want to write, and, you know, obviously with the fan base being able to enjoy more of the complex music, but also some of the um, more simple music that goes along with Nightwish as well, too, and being able to uh, balance that to just create some beautiful music, and that's what's going on here. Yeah, it's not co- it's not complex in structures or some musical pieces just by... It's not progress because of that uh, over artistic or over mathematical approach. Neither no one of us likes that thing. But of course, sometimes there are progress. But then again, we're also rockers, so we like to do straight stuff too, which has a. And then you combine these things into into a little bit of a wider vision. Oh, very much so. So, uh, with that in mind, I mean, how are you feeling about the album with it being released a couple weeks ago? Uh, sorry? Uh, how are you feeling about the album with it being released a couple weeks ago? I like the album a lot myself. It's got, um, it's got a certain grim smile to it in its overall vibe. Uh, just came up with that, because that's how it feels to me. Uh, that I that I really like. There's a lot of really 
heavy stuff, but then then something such a light thing that that harvest, for instance, is, and then Troy's British accent singing it. I, I think it's just brilliant. One of the best ones on the album. And oh yeah, and you know it's just it's so great to see that as well too. You know it's just you know being able to look back on it, and you know obviously when recording an album, you can hear songs so many times that they uh, start to lose that luster for you until you go out and be able to play those songs live. But I'm glad that you're still able to look back on the album right now and being able to enjoy it and you know once things eventually settle down and you're able to start playing these songs live i i can only imagine the songs will have a new appreciation in that live setting definitely i can tell you because I, well one of the biggest things about that i'm bummed out of, of this year is that we, we are losing shows we've already lost a bunch and summer festivals are now like uh, under a hammer of time all the time every day you see some domino fall and no one knows what's going to happen and for all of us that vibe that you can build with the audience when you got the bubble of let's all raise hell both sides of the stage it's i guess most of us are hooked to it yeah and a lot of other people in the business as well so yeah it's um part of the life that went missing yeah and it's it's so sad to see that right now because you know with, with these being such dark times i mean a lot of people uh do look look for solace in music and being able to go to live shows you know there there can be so many bad things that are going on in the world right now but if they're able to experience live music they're able to uh, take that pain away for even just a few hours uh during a show and unfortunately that's all taken away from us and so many other things of course in the world are uh, taken away from us right now now and you know, we're all just kind of struggling right now but you know in in the midst of all that i'm i'm glad to see that this album was uh, able to still be able to uh be released uh, it didn't have to get pushed back uh, any further or anything like that it was able to come out during these dark times and uh being able to just uh, have nightwish fans being able to have some new music to be able to get through all of this at home yeah i mean it would have of course it could have been like sensible to postpone these things but it would have also been a hell of a bummer and i'm i'm, I'm fairly on the opinion that it was best to release it now because because we, yeah then there's basically only thing that we got left is some entertainment we're tied to our homes and to laptops for work and all that so yeah I guess music can help some people quite a lot. Oh yeah, it's definitely been helping me, and uh, every time that there is a new Nightwish album, that does seem to, to happen with me as well, too. Like, uh, when I'm able to uh, experience the band and being able to experience a new album, being able to hear these new stories that's going on, whether it be a full-on concept, whether it be uh, themes that can be tied together, it, it, it always makes me experience different things that are going on in my mind, and they're able to help me get out of uh, what's going on in the world right now, and being able to experience experience something different and it's great to see that here with the uh, with human nature being able to uh, see all these different things even though it's very related to what's going on in the world right now especially uh in the past it's it's great to see uh, your guys's take on this because it is such it, it it feels so grandiose the way that you show off these themes and music this time around thank you again um, yeah well it's it's again it's a nice to put together music and lyrical sides that actually produce like very visual stories in people's heads. It's a it's a strong shit. I like I, I like to be part of making it happen. 
Oh yeah, and you know, you know, along with that too. I mean, you've been uh, outside of Nightwish. You've been a part of so many uh, uh, great bands and projects, and so many great things that you've been able to lend your voice or being able to play your, or uh, show off your uh, musical ability as well, instrumentation-wise. And you know, when it comes to being in Nightwish and being able to have this uh, be the latest album, I mean, what is it like for you when you are rec- uh, tracking for Nightwish this time around? Tracking for Nightwish, pretty painless. I mean, I think that the bass playing, was it taking us something like day and a half, two days and a half? I don't even know it was so fluid. Anyways, and, and again, vocal stuff was also pretty easy. Actually, I think I spent more time on the, like, wobbling around the yard, planning harmonies in my head than behind the mic. <laughs> oh, that's that's great. I mean, uh, you know, the fact that, um, you know, when it comes to like every kind of Nightwish album, I mean, I imagine that there's different ways you can look at it. Like sometimes uh, uh, tracking uh, the instrumentation is a little bit harder. Sometimes it's the vocals that's a little bit harder. And it's, you know, it's sometimes great to be able to just like being able to sit down and think about how you're going to approach things. And uh, again, this time around, it's just, it's come out so great. And being able to hear you shine on a song like Endlessness, I mean, it's just, it's so great to hear that. That's the one exception where I actually had to had to go back. We had already there at the summer camp vocal studio. We had we sang the whole song in, but um, in the when we guys started to listen to it, then when they started mixing and and Thomas asked me, listen to this. Do you think the first verse is a bit lame? And I was yes, it is. It has to be done again. <laughs> then I went to the, behind the mic again and did it in a different uh, type of style and realizes, okay, now I'm building a contrast where you got this more rough verse to the cool, more like clear choruses. So I had to do the second verse again also. But about, I think it took like uh, about an hour, hour and a half to record the whole thing in. Oh, that's incredible. I mean, you always hear stories about how sometimes songs for uh, tracking it, even if it's uh, completely uh, down what is going to be recorded on there, sometimes it can take days or weeks, even months to be able to get the right take on everything. Uh, The fact that it took like an hour and a half to be able to redo everything and make it sound the way that it does on record, that's incredible. Yeah, but I only redid the verses. (laughs) Yeah, I have to find find, find the glue how to build the right contrast to so and that was found and then when i found it the rest of the vocal work was pretty easy and fluid oh i can imagine so i mean with uh you being able to shine so much in that song and then uh of course uh being able to uh vocally add everything that you else do throughout the album i mean it's it's glad i'm so glad to still see that in nightwish you know being able to the trade-off vocals and being able to have the right representation vocally when it's needed yeah and this uh, piles of harmonies that we did now with troy and Flo, they were really like fun a nice thing we've had this arsenal in the band for a while and we started using it on Decades Tour because we figured we could give with these three voices, if we put in live three voice harmonies, we give a nice punch to those oldies that we were doing on Decades Tour. It sounded so great, so the whole thing that we got to do it more on this album. And now it's in quite a lot of places. But it's really nice to do it with your own group because then you then you get a color you get you get a bunch of di- different colored voices, you put them together and you get a bunch you get a sound that is also unique to the band. 
Oh, very much so. So, you know, with that in mind, I mean, of course, uh, being able to have Floor, being able to have Troy, being able to uh, add their vocals to it. I mean, what was that like when you heard that for the first time, all three of you being able to uh, show off that vocal repertoire? Mm, well, I've been aware of it for quite a while. <laughs> but of course, with this album, there was something like, you know, the little bits of a cappella that were written for the ending of How's the Heart. I, I, did, I wrote that a cappella thing. And then, of course, hearing it, like how it sounded when it's ready, was really great. I was like, oh, this is, this is brilliant. And when, when everybody's got their own voice and they move in different levels. Hmm. Oh, that's, again, that's just, it's, it's so cool to see that. And, you know, just how uh, seamless this album did come together. And, you know, it's, it, again, you know, just uh, thinking about, like, uh, the timing with this coming out. And obviously with plans uh, being uh, put on hold right now, hopefully everything uh, eventually will come back in time. And, yeah, it's just, I keep listening to this album and I keep thinking about that live experience because Nightwish is just known for putting on such incredible shows, be it uh, the Decades Tour, being able to uh, promote this new album on tour when, that eventually happens i mean whatever the case is uh, it's always going to be a great show and now with a, a little more preparation time being able to uh think about shows in the future and i'm just imagining how great these songs are going to come off in that live setting mixed with the older songs and just putting on an incredible night every time that you play going forward yeah i have a feeling we've been using pretty impressive live setups with pyros and screens and all that i don't think we're going to be back going back with those but I think that what the extra punch is going to be when the band will able to be do show, shows again, for, that's going to give a really good extra kick from the band side. And when the people actually can get out and can come to the shows, I think we shall raise some serious hell when that finally happens. Oh, and I can't wait for that, too. I mean, uh, when, I, when I get the opportunity to be able to see you again and just being able to hear these songs, being able to hear uh, the classic songs, everything, you know, everything in between, you know, it's just it's going to be so refreshing to be able to uh, hear these songs after uh, being away from being able to hear live music uh, for this period of time and however long it's going to be going in the future. Yeah, however long, but have to get there. Oh, Definitely. So, you know, with all this in mind, and obviously with uh, being able to uh, stay at home now, and obviously a lot more time on your hands, is there uh, anything else that's like uh, coming up in your mind right now as far as music outside of Nightwish? Um, well, be playing a lot and be coming up with some new ideas, and also had this idea that with the with the solo group, we might be getting together to do some little bit of a riff. <laughs> like a you know workshop and put in some new stuff for that thing too because well I did, when I did the solo album last year got the English version out this January the whole project kind of grew out the band out of it we had a really good time together and did a little bit of shows and all that and so that thing is probably going to be happening as well but well I don't know like we stuff could get together to write stuff again too but there's not so much incentive because we just have an album out <laughs> would be nice to do them shows but well maybe there were maybe the solo band workshop at some point of time 
oh, that that'd be really cool to see that happen because Pyre of the Blackheart was uh, such a great album, and it, it's just so cool to see that uh, this year that we're getting two albums from from you specifically. I mean, uh, you know, the fact that uh, both of them are out now and uh, being able to enjoy uh, two different sides of your musical styles. I mean, as as a, such a big fan of your work and your vocal style, it was great to be able to see that. Uh, yeah, thanks. I mean, I knew that it's going to drop into a little bit of a different slot, that it's probably going to sound a little bit like also proggy and some modern elements and all that, but but it's still pre- still pretty heavy album too. <laughs> oh, very much so. At, at least by its mood. Oh, definitely. I mean, even just the title alone, Pyro of the Blackheart, I mean, it kind of gives you a little bit of a detail of what you're getting into. Yep. <laughs> but that's also what I appreciate so much about your style is that uh, you are able to adapt to all these different kinds of situations. I mean, whether it be tarot, whether it be uh, guesting with Arion, whether it be Northern Kings or Nightwish or your solo work. I mean, so many different styles that you've been able to incorporate, no matter the band or project that you've been a part of. And it always seems like you're able to adapt uh, so fluently, or at least it comes out that way in the final product. I don't know, because it's, it's probably because I'm what I love, what I like, and what I've always liked myself. I've been into like hard rock and heavy metal, and then I've been to the proggy side of things, but I haven't been on the prog side, I haven't been that much to the infamous uh, over-mathematical or over-artistic side. More like bands where players could do things, but they also knew how to build up groove. Like for instance, Chris Squire in Yes, one of the most gifted bass players ever, and and like these kind of things. So, I I really like to be so, to do like simple, straightforward, rocky stuff. And then I also like to incorporate like more of a musical vision into that, combine them and whatever. So, these bands and projects have all been part of it. Yeah, and. Yeah, just like I was talking about. I mean, the fact that you can get a little more technical and progressive in some sides, uh, a little more simplistic in the songwriting style and being able to focus more uh, either on vocals or just being able to write good grooves and songs and just being able to show all these different sides of what you enjoy musically and being able to, to show that off in all these different bands. I mean, it's, it's, it's really great to see that you are in that situation, that you've been able to do that so much so far. And I'm... Um, you know, it'd be great to see more of that in the future, but, you know, obviously if it's, uh, uh, obviously when things get back to normal, obviously focusing on Nightwish, of course, but, uh, you know, anytime that you uh, get stuff out of Nightwish as well, too, it's great to see. Uh, but Nightwish, definitely, we got to get that tour on the wheels at some point of time. Mm-hmm. Oh, very much so. It, it, it's the first thing in, in order. Yeah, and you know, again with that, you know, just like uh, I'm, I'm just imagining how that live show is going to be, and yeah, yeah uh, talked about it a couple times already, but you know, just that I can just imagine for you that first time that you're uh, able to uh, get up on the stage uh, after all of this is done and being able to go into the first song, it's just I can only imagine the incredible feeling that's going to be for all of you on stage and everyone in the crowd being able to know that uh, live music is back. Yeah, fuck, I can imagine that too. <laughs> Oh, very much so. And uh, yeah, and that, yeah, there is, there is an itch that I have to contain it. <laughs> yeah, and you know that that's um, 
uh, obviously one of the unfortunate things that are going on right now. But another way I try to look at it too, especially when you have the creative mind is, you know, if you have any ideas that, uh, you know, for riffs or songs or uh, potential bands or products, I mean, this is, this is like the perfect time to be able to work on those since we're uh, at home right now. And just, if you have any of those ideas and being able to work on those songs, you know, it's just like, hopefully something like that can come forward with that. And you know, the fact that you are thinking about that workshop with your solo work, I mean, I think that's going to be incredible to work on. And obviously uh, being able to keep the chops up with Nightwish and anything else that you got going on. Yeah. Well, there's been this, you know, kind of a, paralyzed state of mind watching all this happen and all that and I've been playing a lot I've been coming up with a lot of ideas and uh, done some quick demo with an acoustic and a voice to some iPhone <laughs> iPhone or iPad and all that but I haven't really gotten to record my studio is a little bit under renovation and then this like following the world fall apart is you get kind of stunned even but I, I think it's been that this has been going on enough. This just looking at it I have to start doing something, or otherwise, uh, well, gonna start getting cabin feed. Yeah, and you know, it's I can imagine for the creative mind, you know, that cabin fever could eventually uh, set in, and you just want to be able to itch some kind of scratch, you know, just being able to uh, work on some kind of music in some way. And yeah, I mean, whether it be uh, being able to do some studio renovation or uh, working with what you have right now, or even just uh, uh, keeping it in your mind, being able to work on new techniques or songs or anything that you got going on, you know, just being able to keep up that uh, creativity and artistic vision that you are so capable of doing. And I'm glad to see that you are doing at least some of that right now. Well, some. <laughs> but there's been a lot of lazy time with the PlayStation 2. <laughs> I have to admit. Uh, also, uh, also being a PlayStation fan, I've been doing that a lot of that myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so, so where are you playing then? Um, I've been playing this kind of a, you know... Kind of a, even could say Kitty Nino Kuni 2, a, ro- a role-playing game. Oh, yes. Yeah. But it, um, I like that thing. There's a, a, at points you travel with your army and beat up other armies or beasts and, or robbers. And and that other, other times you do your basic dungeon crawling. And, and then at other times you build your own kingdom. It's, it's, been a, it's a big one. It's been good for it's been good for these kind of lazy times. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Nino Kuni too. I haven't gotten the chance to play it yet, but uh, you know, uh, after hearing that, I mean, it sounds like it'd be very much up my alley to check it out. It is, and then the strategic elements—they're not like they're not in any way too heavy. It's something that you can get into very easily. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to have to look into that. I'm going to look at the PlayStation Store and see how much it's going for and see if I should pick it up. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, being able to see all those different sides that's going on there, you know, like RPG, the dungeon crawling, uh, being able to level up. I mean, that yeah, that sounds right up my alley. Okay, yeah, it's, it's been fun. <laughs> oh, I recommend it. 
Oh, so cool. And, you know, I think with that, I think, that, uh, you know, obviously with uh, the press day going on right now, I know you got a, a lot going on and then uh, being able to uh, uh, get back to uh, being able to play, uh, be, be it musically or on PlayStation, wherever the case is. So with that, I thank you again for uh, taking the time to be able to talk to me about everything you got going on right now. Uh, uh, being able to uh, release the new Nightwish album a couple weeks back, uh, your solo album, of course, uh, coming back or, or being released here in America back in January. Uh, everything to hopefully look forward to in the future uh giving me a recommendation there with nino cooney too and uh yeah just being able to talk to you it was a great time being able to talk to you okay thanks mate it was good talking to you talking to you oh awesome uh before we're done is there anything else you'd like to mention that i hadn't brought up yet oh man i don't i don't know well i don't know as a recommendation i had a one listen through about also of the new catatonia album oh yeah interesting i think i need to do another listening session after this yeah it's it's a very different direction for catatonia but i really like the direction that they're going in i think uh, especially as a cohesive album i really like the direction they're going in right now yeah and i i really love the like the well like i said i like the machinery and band thing combined they had some really brilliant like to transits from that kind of things on the album like from from really electronic like low bass keys and pumps into into a real band and all that all the melody and harmony stuff was also something that i was really into so i gotta give it another listen oh yeah it's definitely worth it i've uh, i was fortunate enough to get the album a couple weeks back so i've been able to really digest it and being able to check it out and yeah the more you listen to it the more you're going to be able to discover on that album and so much more to enjoy
the show we're just about 45 minutes into the show and you just got done here nightwish with noise the first single off their 2020 album human nature which is available now through nuke the blast and before that was my interview with marco of nightwish coming up now we're going to be going from the world of symphonic metal to more of the progressive gent hardcore styles of the german band the hirsch effect to talk about their brand new album collapse in this interview i talked to elijah john lappin of the hirsch effect to talk about everything 
need to know about this album, the band's songwriting process, the hopes and plans to be able to tour America one day, and so much more. And following my interview with Elijah of The Hirsch Effect, you'll be hearing the song Torka off the 2020 album Collapse. Hey. Hi, how's it going? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine today. I'm fine today. It's a nice and sunny day in Berlin, Germany. And yeah, spring is happening. Summer's coming soon. So yeah, how, how have you been? I'm doing as good as I could uh, can be, uh, given the circumstances of the world. But uh, uh, just like of you course, over, yeah, yeah and uh, just like you over in Berlin, it's a nice sunny day here. It feels like a nice fresh spring day outside. And uh, yeah, it's a really nice day out. Cool. Wait, 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 where are you from? Like, where are you uh, calling me from right now? Uh, I'm from Minnesota in the states. Oh, nice man. Never been there, but maybe someday. <laughs> oh, quite possibly. And, you know, especially, I mean, with uh, seeing uh, the rise of the band happening uh, over uh, the course of the beginning and uh, now seeing everything that's uh, going on with uh, the reception I've seen so far with Collapse, I mean, hopefully that does bring you over to the States one day. <laughs> yeah, it would be great, of course. It would be nice. Uh, yeah, someday when all of this is over and <laughs> we can talk about traveling again, it would be it would be really great to tour the U.S. actually. Yeah, it would be nice someday. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of a small dream still somewhere. I, I haven't completely given up yet. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never know what can happen. And, you know, the, obviously, I mean, none of us could see what was uh, going to be happening here. I mean, with exactly. this uh, pandemic exactly. that's going on. So, you know, stranger things have happened. And, you know, it, it's very possible to be able to uh, come over here to the States and, you know, just uh, showing what the band is all about. Yeah, I mean, if that happens, amen. <laughs> uh, totally. And, you know, with that in mind, I mean, it's uh, great to be able to talk to you and uh, be able to talk about this amazing new album from you guys with uh, Collapse, which oh. is going to be uh, coming out next week through Long Branch Records. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I've gotten the chance to be able to check this album out over the last couple weeks, and I just I really love what's going on here. I mean, it just it constantly feels like the band is growing with every subsequent release, and it's just it's so cool to see where you guys are now. I mean, being able to continue to blend those great, beautiful parts and those great, brutal parts together, and just being able to create some amazing songs from start to finish. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Uh, it's, it's been a ride. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can absolutely imagine. Uh, so, with that in mind, how did the writing so process begin for Collapse? Well, in general, we just start from scratch and just start writing music and whatever we come up with it just sort of you know happens and um it can be in groups of two usually maybe the guitarist or drummer just meeting up you know showing up at the rehearsing space and just you know jamming on ideas and and uh, or sometimes uh, like as was the case also with a few songs on this album just like um one band member came up completely by itself you know and just sort of wrote all the guitars and bass and drums and synths and everything and you know just then presented the song and was like okay here's the song you know so like everything in between that can happen and um the lyrics uh, come at a later point like when we have usually written the half about a half of an album let's let's put it this way um, we start to think about, you know, okay, now that the, this musical part is evolving and, you know, and a few pieces are finished, like, um, what do we want to actually, you know, talk about? Um, yeah. 
So yeah, that's about the process. And then um, we still work as a three piece, like, you know, also um, when we finish the album, and go through everything, you know, it's, it's still we do it as a three piece, like we really much talk about the, you know, the way the songs flow into each other and where, where do we need an interlude and, and how, what about the ending and how should we end it and how does it fit to the lyrics or, you know, and that kind of stuff that that's still pretty much um, done by us all three together. Yeah. So like the, the finishing process. Yeah. Oh, and it's great to see that too. I mean, the fact that uh, you got things down to a science, and you know what works for the band, what doesn't work for the band, and being able to uh, add the vocals on uh, at the right time when you know where the direction of the album and the songs are going in. And yeah, I mean, again, yeah. just like looking at the final product uh, with Collapse alone. I mean, it's just it's it's great to see where you guys are in 2020. Well, yeah, and it goes further, <laughs> I guess. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, you know, just like, again, like uh, go- going throughout the entire album and, you know, just uh, seeing all the different influences and different styles that's going on there while still being able to be yourselves, too. You know, it's just it's I always love it when a band is able to uh, get out of uh, being able to uh, be genre, uh, just like one genre and being able to show off what they can really do, but still being able to sound like themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, nowadays it has, of course, like um, got more difficult because um, many times you get the feeling like almost everything's been already said and done, you know, and, and, and it's hard uh, at try not to be a copy of somebody else, but actually, you know, finding something that separates really yourself from other artists or bands that are maybe doing this a similar thing in a you know, similar genre. Or whatever and uh, this time I would say we chose to wrote um, shorter songs but we focus on our trademarks like we never gave them up so basically we of course didn't like invent anything new on this album we basically just continued the style um, equipped with the trademarks that we had already you know been working with uh, throughout the last albums but this time it was just more focused and i have the impression that in 2020 we sort of know even more how to use these trademarks and these um you know in the in the genre hopping and that kind of stuff that that we know like what people associate us with and we know what we what we are best at and we try to focus on that even more yeah i guess that puts it right right yeah, that's a great way to describe it. I mean, it does sound very much like a focused album. And again, you know, like uh, being able to uh, show off different things that are going on. But yeah, very cohesive, very focused album. And it, it really does give like that uh, interpretation that it is an album that's meant to be heard from start to finish rather than just mm. a collection of songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I would say like the songs, of course, also work by themselves. You know, you can just... Uh skip into i don't know the third track and it would still sort of like work for itself you know um yeah that's always the hard part to make everything work in the end you know as a one piece and also as a (laughs) uh, track by track oh Um, yeah 
Oh, yeah. And, you know, with that as well, I mean, when you also have to focus on singles to be able to release, too. And, you, you know, it's like, like it can be sometimes it can be a struggle to be able to decide what songs to be able to show off. Sometimes it's uh, so obvious the songs that are able to be chosen as singles. How did it go about this time? Uh, you mean how we chose the singles? Yeah. Or? Yeah, this time around. Oh, well, um, actually, our label chose it chose them uh, it wasn't that we didn't have any say in that but um there were a few songs where all three of us were like yeah you know i i guess this could be a single and maybe the second single could be that because like we usually have a really hard time you know in defining the singles but then at the at the same time our label uh, gave us you know recommendations and said well you know like for for us we would pick four singles and it would be these four um, because we think it's, you know, that's just, that's just what our gut is telling us. And um, we were then and in the end, of course, also just, you know, just approved that and we're like, well, you know, actually, if the label is, you know, telling us that we have uh, friends working at Long Branch Records, you know, who did the previous two albums. So, yeah, so I, I guess they kind of, you know, know. Uh, how we sound and what our fans like and what will be perceived quite nicely, you know, as a first uh, presentation of the album. So we just uh, basically had trust in them and in them this time, and and uh, yeah, um, we're quite happy that they actually <laughs> answered this question for us, you know. <laughs> made the decision yeah oh totally and you know i'm so glad to see that there were so many uh different kinds of videos that were released as well too you know uh, just uh being able to see the different sides of the band and you know like uh torga in, in uh, particular i love the visuals that's going on with it i mean i love the the use of the vivid colors that's going along with it and i think it just really gives a great atmosphere to the song yeah thank you i mean um it's it was really just meant to be a like a lyric video you know not, not that much of a music video but then in the end we sort of um especially our guitarist uh, niels um, um he laid his hands on the video and did created a little bit more you know um, of it than just uh, made more of it than just a normal lyric video and incorporated the art elements into it and then we had a um, friend who had the live footage that comes up in the end who then, you know, uh, mixes thing um, to that. And yeah, that's how the videos came to be. But um, also, in yeah, for us, it's important, you know, not just to do like pick four singles, do four performance videos, and that's it, you know. Uh, just not trying to be one-sided, but like if we have the possibility, then we'll always try to do a story, like a story video, which just, you know, is about the story happening in the video no band performance like it was with our first single noya and then um we try to do a performance video because we know people like to you know watch our hands sliding up and down the fretboards and uh, then we try to realize a third or a fourth video which will go again into another direction so so yeah yeah, uh, yeah glad to hear you like it man 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, all three that have been uh, released so far. I mean, it's just, I, I really love the different takes on everything that's going with it. And I, I love that you guys keep that in mind. I mean, not trying to make the same kind of video twice and, you know, uh, whether it be a performance video, whether it be a, a, a lyrical visual one, whether uh, it be one that has like a full on concept for the whole video or uh, just being able to do different types of things with it. I mean, when you're in that position to be able to make a video the way that you want to, and if you can make the video that you want to, I mean, being able to use that creativity the way that you want to is such a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And along with that, too, I mean, especially with uh, the one I was talking about with uh, uh, being able to use uh, the vivid colors and everything, I really love the way that the album cover turned out for that reason, too. I mean, uh, you know, it's just like, it, it, it's so cool to look at in such a different way, and then the, you got these nice little uh, primary colors that are going across it, and it gives it like a great visual thing um, uh, against the gradient that's going on there. I just think that's so cool. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. Alejandro Chaveto made an incredible job once again. Um, yeah, this time he um, he did something different. Yeah, I don't know with aquarel colors, you know, um, painting over a collage uh, like 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 kids would do. You know, yeah. He's actually from the states. He's living in San Francisco. Oh wow! I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. We've been working with him for the last uh, is it already eleven years or is it twelve years? Yeah, I think twelve years. Yeah. You know, he's basically designed everything until now from the beginning. So it's yeah, it's, it's really interesting. We've never met him in real life, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's it's amazing how that can work too. I mean, with not even meeting him in real life, but uh, every cover, uh, every illustration that he's been able to do for the band. I mean, it feels like it fits so natural for the time period that the band is in. Yeah, uh, he has a magical way of somehow always finding the right pictures and the right art to you know to everything that's going on at that particular time on the album yeah. interesting oh very much so and yeah i mean uh between the videos between uh the illustrations uh the music i mean there's so much to really love about the album and another thing that i do appreciate so much with this album is the production i love the fact that everyone comes out so crisp and clear whether it's the vocals whether it's the instrument uh, instrumentation that's going on with it i mean everything is just so pristine on this album it's great to hear that well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I've, we're always trying to work on that. I, I guess production is always a, a matter of taste because <laughs> even with like us three in a band, cannot you know we never find uh, we don't have the same taste even what, what like concerning production. So you know, but um, I'm actually quite happy the way it turned out this time. Um, yeah, at least I would say, like, in my opinion, it's our best sounding production until date because, um, yeah, finally you can, like, almost hear everything and there's nothing that's, you know, gets um, lost somewhere in the, in the most parts of the mix. So, yeah, he did a good job, our, our mixer and producer, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and you got some incredible people that were able to work behind it. I mean, with uh, Tim doing production, and then, of course, uh, Jens Borgen being able to do the mastering of the album. That I mean, uh, yeah. when you get those kind of names for uh, being able to help you guys out, that I mean, that really adds a lot to the album. That's true. Also, with Bolgren, it was uh, he mastered the album the last time, and, and this time it was pretty, it was just pretty obvious that we would do the same again because Bolgren has this really. Um, musical way of uh, you know making a clear and crisp and a fat master and it just somehow always worked 
with our mix and um, and sort of the music that we were doing. Because, I mean, he's a metal expert guy. So, <laughs> yeah, it's cool that he had time to do it. Oh, totally. And, yeah, going along with that, too. I mean, with, with the fact that uh, you guys have such a great, distinct sound that's going on there. And it's so different than some of the bands that he's worked with. So, I mean, the fact that uh, being able to take someone who's that well-rounded when it comes to different kinds of metal and being able to add his touch on the last two albums, I mean, it, it really brought things together quite well yeah that's true absolutely <laughs> yeah and uh, again i mean it's it's great to see that uh, this album's going to be coming out next friday through long branch and i've, I've seen a lot of great reception yeah. for the videos and on social media and everything like that um have you heard any other reviews for the album so far uh, weirdly we we haven't like like we have had a um, few reviews from uh, some magazines was it metal hammer i think um but until now we haven't uh, received a lot because i think they're all still coming actually um i know that there are a lot of things happening at the moment but until now we have uh, barely received any reviews so <laughs> uh, kind of weird yeah but maybe they then just release it in the release week you know or a week later or whatever you know when, when the album comes out uh, yeah i mean it's still gonna come up and yeah i mean the, there's been until now i think there i've only read three reviews which has been from great to shit you know <laughs> Well, it's it's good to know, even with the bad reviews, that they are at least listening to the album and trying to give it a chance. Yeah, exactly. Like, even bad promotion is promotion, you know? <laughs> oh, exactly. And then, then you got someone like me, I mean, who uh, really does enjoy what you guys have done so far in your career. And, uh, and you know, just uh, seeing where you guys are now with uh, Collapse, I mean, it's, just, it's so great to see it that and you know just uh, being able to really focus and uh, show off the different sides of what you guys can do and yeah i mean just everything from the production to the visuals the music like it seems like everything is going in the right direction right now and again that's what makes it so you know heartbreaking to see everything that's going on in the world right now because this would be the perfect time to be able to go out and start promoting the album in that live setting of course uh, with summer coming up and usually being able to do like the summer festivals and touring and everything going like that and it's it's such a a shame that all of that has just been halted right now yeah it is but i mean in the meantime everyone's you know just i think everyone everybody just got used to it you know that nothing that not much is happening this year if anything is happening this year and um yeah i mean this thing came out of nowhere and nobody you know nobody expected this so at the end of the day it, it is of course a pity and we've also like run like simulated all kind of situations of what you know what would happen if we release now in in september or november or you know what if we don't do the tour now and well our, our tour got cancelled in may obviously and it's been postponed to november but it's you know still not 100 percent sure if even that is going to happen um all the festival headliners and festival bands that you know had been booked for this year just have been postponed for next year which means yeah probably or which, which maybe could mean that probably if you release an album this year you will even not be able to tour the next year's festivals with it still don't know it but you know these are hard times for every everybody in general but also for everybody like in the music industry 
trying to tour, releasing stuff, and you know, um, understanding it's not going to happen, and certain things like tours and possibilities. Um, yeah, it's just um, kind of uh, out the window at the moment, and. Yeah, I guess you just have to continue because the other alternative would just, you know, be uh, get depressive and, you know, declare everything as shit, you know, and just get these, like, drowning in these negative feelings, you know, and, and in this um, unjust thing that happened to everybody, you know, it's, it's, it just makes no sense. It's now, we've we worked on this album hard and, you know, we still hope that people will dig it if they don't buy it now maybe they will buy it later you know um charts are ir irrelevant anyway at the moment um so um yeah and then it, you know you just continue because still as an artist um you, you don't tie your whole existence to just one album you always you know keep going even if the sales were shitty or if the tour sucked and everything you just you just keep on going creating and um and yeah and i'm sure that someday there will be a payback you know that that the things that you release now and or put out there that you will somehow be rewarded at the end of the day at some point in time so yeah we just have to make the best out of it oh i couldn't agree more and i'm i'm glad to see that that you have that kind of vision of that as well and that's all the more reason why i do appreciate that collapse is still coming out next week uh, because you know uh, during these dark times and everyone is uh going through these same struggles right now uh, music is such uh, a good release for people i mean whether you're making it or listening to it and uh, the fact that you can still show off the fruits of your labor and the fans are able to be able to enjoy it and uh, hopefully even be able to have more time to sit down with it and appreciate the album since it's so hard to be able to do many things uh, outside the home so if they can just like sit down and really enjoy the album i i would like to think that the anticipation when uh things get back to a, a standard where we can have those live shows and touring again that the songs would go over that much better because they've been able to sit down and hear those songs and appreciate them that much more mm. yeah absolutely yeah we have to hope for it yeah Oh, totally. And, you know, I think with that, I think that's an amazing note to end on. Uh, thank you very much for uh, taking the time to be able to talk to me about everything that's going on in your world right now. And, of course, uh, the brand new album, Collapse, coming out next Friday through Long Branch Records. I really yeah. enjoy this album from start to finish. I just love seeing where you guys are at right now. Uh, everything that's uh, going on, uh, uh, the perspective that you got going on right now, too. I mean, that's such a, a great positive way to be able to look at things, and uh, I hope a lot of people are able to take things from that, and I just appreciate you taking the time to be able to talk to me about all of it. Yeah, of course, man. Thank you very much for the nice feedback. Thank you. Thanks for the interview.
and welcome back to the show. In the second hour of the show, you just got done hearing the Hirsch Effect with Torka off the 2020 album Collapse. And before then was my interview with Elijah of the Hirsch Effect. Coming up now was my third and final interview for the show this week, and this is with the legendary Anders Odin of Cadaver to talk about the brand new three-song EP DGAF, which is available now through Naked Blast. In this interview, we talk about that EP, the reformation of the band, what to look forward to in the future, keeping positivity in these rough times, no matter what you're going through, and so much more. And following my interview with Anders of Cadaver, you'll be hearing the title track off that three-song EP, DGAF, featuring Jeff Walker of Carcass. Hello? Hi, how's it going? How's it going? Yeah, good, good. What's up? Oh, well, uh, I'm doing good as well. Thank you very much for taking the time to do this interview. No problem, man. It's a pleasure. I want to talk to anyone that wants to talk to us about this uh, comeback, so that's really great. It's been a blast to, you know, finally get some music out there and uh, talk to people that seem to be pretty stoked about it, so it's all good. Yeah, and it's so great to see the band is back now, and absolutely in full form, the more that I listen to this EP. I mean, all three songs, I mean, it just, it sounds like that that great classic cadaver sound, and it's so great to see that back in 2020. Oh, awesome. That's uh, really good to know that people get it, so to speak, and uh, it's very nice to see that people are responding the way they do, so I'm really happy too and it's a crazy time we're living so it's a good thing to do something positive with everything oh so cool so with that in mind i mean what was it like to start writing for the cp uh well it was i mean this was a writing of the album really and then some songs uh, seem to belong to an ep after you know looking at them uh, we recorded 13 songs and 10 was for the album and three was for the ep so um we just decided uh, that, uh, you know, the, the song, how do I say this, the song that really sparked the direction of the whole album for me is the second song on the EP called Deformed Insanity. That's uh, because I was, we initially made uh, 10 demos, me and Dirk, and then one of those songs from the 10 made it to the album. And then because it was, I had so many different ideas at the time i wanted to try different things but then i realized i really wanted to know where i was as a songwriter and riff maker when i did the two first albums so i learned myself how to play all my old songs on guitar you know which you know it's all in there somewhere but you have to when it's like 20 how many 20 22 songs or whatever it is so you just need to sit down and figure out what you did like 30 years ago then i took inspiration from my own palette so to speak uh wide range of how i was you know twisting and bending things to make it sound like a hour so then i started to write out of the context of imitating my own 18 year 19 year old self and then go from there so that that's where i found the spirit of cadaver back and then started to write new material on top of it really so that seemed to work fine and uh it's, that's where all the material came out from basically oh and it's again it's just it's so great to see that i mean you know after such a long time since uh everything that's, um, that's been going on i mean the fact that you know this uh brand new ep is available now and then uh the, the new album to look forward to as well i mean it's it's great to see that uh two new releases from cadaver are coming together in such a great amount of time 
Oh yeah, yeah, that, that was what we were thinking. Actually, we were thinking about doing it the other way around, but because of the apocalypse or what we could call it, <laughs> we had to twist it. So uh, then it made sense to uh, do the EP first and then the album because we want to, of course, this should be a physical release as well down the road with with the whole cover sleeve and possibly a bonus live track on the EP uh, vinyl version, and then of course full uh, release with the vinyl and CD for the album. Um, so, um, because it's the artwork, obviously, we have probably have some questions about the uh, EP artwork is a tip of the hat to Carcass, which is the band that actually signed Cadaver originally in 89 to their label Necrosis. So we wanted to, you know, join the past and the present with a true... Um, like a true tribute to to the godfathers we had back then and still know and are good friends with so um, bringing Jeff onto the song itself as well is a obvious uh, cool thing for us to do as old friends and partners and uh, without them we wouldn't really start where we started so it's a full circle so to speak so that's a great great part of the legacy that isn't that well known unless you're like a true hardcore cadaver fan but it's a good thing to to show new a new generation that you know these old bands sometimes they actually knew each other really well and collaborated and did things together before people were even born <laughs> so that's funny Oh yeah, and you know it's just it's it's so great. I mean, with uh, everything that uh, you and Dirk have done, I mean everything to expect on the upcoming album and with the CP. I mean, you know, with a with a minimal lineup, it's so great to see that you did get Jeff to be able to contribute vocals on this, and he just adds like a, a great touch to the song. And it's just it's so cool to be able to hear you two together. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, because I I realized when I was you know original, I didn't sing in Cadaver, which is kind of strange to think about now because I could have done that back then but I didn't really have the confidence and the drummer hated to be the singer so I, we really should have split it we did something splitting it in rehearsal studios we never sat down seriously and did it but uh, uh, I had this jam band from 2007-8-9 called Karaoke from Hell where I really learned how to play and sing cover songs uh, in a context where I was more relaxed and could focus on you know getting uh, figuring out how to play and sing at the same time and doing covers and through all that stuff I did uh, learn how to you know do that so uh, it wasn't that big of a leap for me when I was finally doing it as uh, some people think but uh, then I really had to figure out how to express that vocals that I wanted to hear and uh, the inspiration came from like a mixture between Jeff Becerra in Possessed and Carcass uh, Jeff and uh, to find my own voice in that direction and then suddenly that clicked and I discovered that oh this is much more what I should do than anything else so having both those guys actually contributing on one song each as guests on the album was just like a fantastic bonus out of pure luck at the time they were both in LA when we did the recording so uh, one after the other just joined in so it was kind of meant to be somehow that I could bring my mentors into the project and uh, <laughs> you know fulfill my vision of how I hear vocals should be like so that was pretty exciting and it's, it's super exciting for me to have that uh, as a fact on both singles so you know 
one of those things for the books. Oh, very much so. And yeah, I mean, I just, I love the reception that uh, you guys have been receiving so far, especially since uh, getting signed to Nuclear Blast. I mean, it's great to be able to see that you guys are with such a legendary label now, being able to push you guys and getting you that proper promotion that you deserve. Yeah, that's, uh, that's another thing which is really, really great with this time. I mean, it's a different time now in a different world and uh, to have the de facto biggest uh, metal label in the whole world being so excited about signing us and promoting us is truly uh, fulfilling for us so that's uh, that feels natural and very very good so i'm really psyched about that so finally we get like you say things promoted really well and uh, seem to be doing pretty well and wide out there so i'm really happy about that oh i i can absolutely imagine so, you know, also with that in mind, I mean, obviously with uh, different lineup changes that have happened uh, throughout the years, uh, and a few years back you were able to uh, get one of the best drummers in the world with Dirk uh, being able to be a part of Cadaver now. What was it like to work with him in these sessions? Uh, that was just a dream. I mean, he, he came, you know, we, we met first time in um, 2014 when he was actually sitting in for Frost in Saturicon. We did the 70,000 tons of metal. Uh, festival and Frost didn't get a visa to, for the States. We had to find another drummer on the ship uh, to join us as a session drummer. And Dirk was the obvious choice from when we were asked around. And uh, he was, uh, he jumped in, learned all 16 songs in two days, and did an amazing job as a Turk. And then through working on that ship doing those gigs, we, I realized that he was a huge true true fan of the old Kadari stuff and he had both uh, the old albums and uh, knew all the songs and uh, were really excited about uh, playing with me in Satyricon because I was from Kadaver. And then I said to him, like, I have a lot of songs sitting in my computer that I need drums to, which is Kadaver style and um, maybe you could, you know, get all those files and play drums and he was like yeah sure of course and uh, through that we just decided you know wow this is a lot of good material and we we met and jammed together and realized okay let's we have to do an album so we just fell into place totally natural like uh, any good you know musical relationship should be very easy and uh, uh, just uh, natural so we work super easy together and we have the same you know, the ideas we put in is, uh, if we disagree on something, we don't really disagree. We just uh, just want things to be as good as possible. And uh, it's uh, we don't really need anybody else to be part of the creative team because together that's also kind of what I had back, you know, with Ole Bjerkebakke in the original cadaver. We basically did everything and then the bass players just played what we told them uh so um it's kind of the same thing i did all the way really when it comes to how i see cadaver as a creative unit with two two main guys so basically in this time and age where you know we have so many great players out there you can use different session people to have like a full band set up for live that you don't really need in the recording part but having said that the guy who's who's the go-to lead guitarist for Cadaver Live, which joined us last year on this festival we did in 2019, is Destructor, which used to be in Morbid Angel. And he's a good friend, and he lives down my street, and he actually plays the lead guitars on the EP as well. 
so he's he's on the recording but he he came in and everything was done he uh, got the files and uh, wrote the the leads and we recorded all the lead guitars in my studio in oslo so uh but he's not a he's not a official member but he he will join in from time time and again so i'm using all my contacts that i can you know get to make as good recordings as possible and uh, as down the road as good shows as possible so Basically, we're, we're a duo with bonus people around. Oh, that, that's such a great way to do it, too. I mean, when you're able to get some of your uh, favorite musicians to be able to uh, guest and uh, to lend their vocals to uh, what's going on now with Cadaver, and uh, being able to get Destructor, being able to do some leads, uh, incredible leads on the EP, and, you know, uh, of course, uh, again, getting one of the best drummers in the world with Dirk being able to uh, really show off that great Cadaver sound. I mean, that I love the versatility that he has because he can play everything, but when you listen to the EP, it just has that great primal Cadaver sound that just fits so perfect for the band, and it's great to see everyone that was able to control tribute through your vision of what you wanted yeah exactly that's what i that's what i try to do and that's kind of what i learned from actually working with satirical because they have kind of the same setup you know with a duo basically being the core of the band and then but the, always using uh, the best other people they can find to fulfill their the vision or the record they're doing or whatever they do and um it seems you know some people have like this romantic idea that the band should be like just a band but when you think about all the biggest bands and most creative bands in the whole world history of music when it comes to like even the beatles or the stones or pink floyd and all these bands they always had guests and other people coming in to do extra stuff on all their recordings you know so it's not like uh, we're inventing that thing it's just more it was it's much more done like that than not done like that you know uh, if you're uh, thinking about it so you know um in metal it's also you know common to to jump in and do stuff for others and uh, rescue bands towards when somebody has broken their arm or you know there's there's all these kinds of things going on you know uh slayer had a show in Oslo where the guy who was the guitarist from Machine Head was jumping in for Gary Hall because his father was dying and you know there's you know stuff like that or I've been jumping in to play with you know Satyricon and ending up playing permanently with them and uh, I've been guests uh, doing guest stuff for obviously I was in Celtic Frost live for a year and been guesting with Ministry and all, all kinds of bands I was looked up to that have you know shaped and formed my career and been able to work with all these people it's just amazing you know so we take uh, you know inspiration and uh, what we can do from anyone that can basically uh, contribute and make the music as good as possible how should i you know that's that's what people need to hear anyway <laughs> you know that they should should be able to hear i mean uh, so i think that's a good thing Oh, I definitely agree. And and 
you know, it's just like when you look at everything that you've done so far, I mean, you've been able to work with some of the best bands in the world. I mean, whether you're still currently doing it in a live setting like with Satyricon or in the past with like Celtic Frost or uh, and any different style that you've been a part of, too. I mean, it's it's so great to be able to say that you, you are able to play all these different instruments. You've been able to pick up vocals and you're also able to be able to go out there and play live shows or do guest spots or something like that. Uh, being able to show your versatility from band to band. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great thing. You know, that's well, uh, that's I think that's uh, what every musician really wants to do at the end of the day. You know, you, you need to express yourself and do different styles and different things to not really be totally stuck in one one corner really and to learn things because that's really what musicians. We talked about it the other the most. The coolest things musicians do is never seen or heard by others. You know, we, we do something like jams in the studio, all just all the band members, and nobody will ever hear it really. But that's some of the finest moments musicians have when they're just doing stuff without any audience. And uh, all the stuff that happens, the magic that happens there is what we really uh, strive for, you know. Sometimes uh, people forget that, you know, when you make like a record and what you hear is the final product of maybe 100 different ideas that you never hear, you know, stuff like that, which is truly the process of making music, which is never ending and uh, always something new to learn. So, you know, with that in mind and uh, everyone around the world being uh, uh, stuck at home and having this uh, unexpected uh, break from being able to live their lives, is there anything that you're currently working on right now that you normally wouldn't have not given the situation? Uh, yeah, I, right now, actually, I, I'm combining doing, making new stuff, uh, new cadaver stuff, new new order stuff, um, working archive stuff, you know, there's, I have digitalized all the old demo tapes, and uh, I, have, I have a full pre-prod recording of In Paint, which has never been released, which is a, a, a little pearl in my... Uh, archives which I'm publishing now uh, so I I have a lot of I think I should do a combination of archive uh, stuff and uh, getting things released and uh, making a timeline with that and uh, making new stuff so there's a lot of you know I, I really like recording and creating so to me this whole lockdown is really you know a good thing for just continuing being creative and making new things so uh, it's not that bad in the context of being creative, but what, what is we we're, we're all wondering what kind of world we will look into after this, and when the after is gonna, you know, when it's after, for instance, you know, we not, right now nobody knows, right? So that's a little weird. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, and you you know it just it makes me so happy that you are working on uh, so many great things that you might not have had the time to be able to do otherwise. You know, uh, given the situation and uh, the fact that you are at home and being able to uh, show off the different stuff uh, from Cadaver, from Order, uh, being able to show some stuff from the vaults and anything else that might come up in the time of what's going on or any other ideas 
that might happen. And that's what's got me so excited uh, about the future. I mean, obviously, there's so many things that are so uncertain right now. But one thing that I really, truly hope comes out of all this is with uh, so many musicians being stuck at home that a lot of creative ideas are able to come out and some amazing music will hopefully come from uh, this dark period that we're all going through. Oh, yeah. Uh, I totally think that's going to happen. It's, uh, it's, uh, like you say, it's, um, we will probably see, you know, regardless of when we are going to play live again, um, there will probably be new forms of playing live, which we haven't thought about yet, which could, uh, you know, if it's uh, advanced uh, internet uh, services or stuff with maybe VR technology is going to take off now, finally, with all these suits that we've been talking about that everybody will get and then gather in the same room without being in the same room. Uh, you know, there's all these kinds of science fiction things that might uh, get a jump start now. You never know. That That's what I was thinking, you know. That's uh, pretty obvious that people are gonna if this lasts for like a year or two years or whatever for sure this science fiction things like the matrix will probably you know not be totally the matrix but you know what i mean it it could be possibilities we haven't thought about that uh, opens up so who knows really yeah, yeah, that's what I've been thinking about as well, too. Like, uh, so many ideas that could be invented from all this because of the situations that we're in. And uh, hopefully a lot of that can happen for the greater good of what can happen in the world. And, yeah, I mean, uh, again, just uh, going back into uh, the music part of it as well, too. And just, like, hoping that there is a way to be able to uh, show off this great music. And, you know, whether it be like that virtual reality, being able to experience it that way. Or, you know, uh, the, the classic way of being able to get like the physical releases uh digital of course and everything that's going along that way but you know it just you know until all of that stuff happens i mean i'm glad to see that the creativity is happening in your mind and i mean with this amazing ep that of course is available now through nuclear blast i mean with the way that this has turned out i can't wait to see everything else that you got coming up in the future because it, it just sounds so great and so inspired and i just know everything's going to sound great going forward yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally sure about that too. And I have some really crazy visual ideas of how to do, you know, yeah, all kinds of things, which, uh, you know, everything that suits whatever it is uh, should come out. You know, I, I'm not going to, you know, keep uh, things in a, it will just do things one way because that's, that's never, not, never been my thing. So I, I always want to evolve and uh, uh, create new stuff and, uh, so easy to to work now creatively I think uh, because so technology the, the studio recordings you know everybody I've been recording my own stuff uh, uh, for a long time but right you know when you can have literally a studio in your laptop with a sound interface and microphone and guitar and basically be able to just uh, hack out any ideas that sounds good really really fast it's such a new way of you know doing things uh, at the end of the day like I said me and Dirk will meet in the same room and jam things out but uh, you know to make all these ideas just send files back and forward being able to do that it's just uh, it's almost like you said like virtual reality uh, having a band which is in Los Angeles and also at the same time isn't that far-fetched it's totally doable so it's uh, I think the future the future will be 
exciting and uh, right now we were all learning how to uh, possibly be more aware of the environment around us and uh, take more care about what we eat for instance which is a part of the problem here uh, with the virus spreading through this crazy animal uh, uh, treatment in China and uh, that's uh, no difference with the treatment of animals in the West. We, we think we're so much better than them, but in reality, farming animals is using a lot of antibiotics that might, you know, lead to resistance and the possible new black death. So, you know, all these things are combined, I think, and the way people treat their lives and how they eat and all the obesity and diabetes and this virus now and all this, this lifestyle things, now finally people have the time to halt and look at themselves and their lives and realize what's really important maybe for the first time in a long time, not just rush ahead. So possibly that will be good for mankind at the end of the day. Yeah, that's how I'm trying to look at it as well, too. I mean, it, so many things uh, before all this felt like it was on the verge of collapse, and now we're just going through uh, one particular virus that's going through the world right now, and it's already brought things the way that it has. And I think it is a good time to do a lot of reflection and introspection about oneself and how they want to be able to progress in the future. And I really do hope yeah. that people are able to realize like uh, the errors of their ways before all this happened and are at least able to uh, comprehend the idea that things could be better in the future if we just try to change ourselves. Yeah, I think we come to the conclusion that we have to change something because obviously we have, maybe we have to right now, which is you know, nature's way of just slapping us in the face and say, halt, <laughs> stop what you're doing, it's not good for you. So that's, <laughs> nature always equalizes, you know, that's the thing. We can always think that we're in charge, but when this happened, we really realize we're not fucking in charge, we're just guests. So, you know, there you go. You know, nature will always be stronger than us. It's unbeatable. So we're, as long as mankind think we're God, we're in trouble. You know, that's always going to backfire. It, it's such a true sentiment, too. And, you know, it's like I know a lot of people, uh, especially over here in the States, are not realizing that right now. And they do think that they are still in charge, that they're the ones that are deciding how nature and the earth are going to be. And, I mean, I hope those people are able to realize at some point that they are contributing to all the problems and they are able to uh, comprehend what's happening and they are able to make those changes. Otherwise, it could doom all of us. No, totally. I, I think, you know, for me, it's kind of weird because I, I I encountered a serious health threat to myself last October with getting diagnosed with colon cancer before all this happened. So I've, I've gone through this uh, uh, chemotherapy and then a successful surgery in January. When I came out of surgery, this whole thing was starting and I paid attention to that because I was going back into chemo. And as soon as I got back into chemo, the whole world collapsed into this <laughs> the virus thing, which was kind of coincidentally, for me, it was like, I have been really cautious about my health and uh, uh, contamination because of chemo and cancer. And suddenly the whole world turned into my regime, so to speak, which is kind of, you know, 
obviously that's not the reality of it but from my perspective it seemed like everybody adjusted to my condition you know so that was really weird and then like I said to somebody the other day we were sitting there taking chemo it was like the whole world came to you know the conclusion that taking care of cancer patients was a good thing to do and uh, wash your hands and social distancing and being aware that uh, everybody's not in total good shape that's suddenly the main thing on everybody's mind so now it's much easier for us to actually walk around not being uh, afraid of getting anything because everybody's so precautious so uh it was just uh, you know because when you get cancer you get your black humor is a very big part of surviving it so i can that's why i'm such a positive guy right now because for everybody else now six seven weeks into the lockdown you're kind of fresh into this but i've been in this medical lockdown thing since october so i'm i'm a veteran so i'm i'm kind of i can be the visionary and see how you will all be behaving in half a year if this you know it will continue and your reflections will be deeper by the by the month i can tell you that you realize what you just talked about is real and then you have to cope with it and then it becomes your life and you need to deal with it and change your diets and change your usage of your cars and your planes and your, all that stuff comes naturally to survive then maybe we'll change together everybody in a good way oh, I, I really do hope so and I am glad to see that you do have that uh, that very positive optimist uh, perspective right now I mean especially with everything that you've gone through and it's so great to see that you are still here you're still making great music you have this great outlook and I hope everyone that listens to this is able to get a new perspective if they didn't already change their perspectives of what's going on in the world because I mean even though I've agreed so much with what you've said and I've been thinking so much like that I mean uh, being able to see it through your eyes the way that you described it is just like it's open mind mind up to see what other people are going through with their struggles and the fact that y you have this mindset right now i think if just like you said if more people have this more uh people work on themselves to change and being able to uh, change for the better to keep the world going it, it could be such a great positive impact if we can get that far oh yeah sure no it's uh it's crazy how uh, you know my um, potentially deadly illness came and uh, I survived it and came out on the other side facing this apocalypse together with everybody else and now like I said I'm uh, nine months no it's eight months into the, that mindset that everybody is now seven weeks into if you know what I mean if I if can can be compared uh, you know when everybody's told to stay home and wash your hands and be precautious it feels like everybody was told that you have potentially cancer, if you know what I mean. So everybody's afraid and everybody's uh, in bewildered. And But through time, you will realize that, okay, we can deal with it. We need to just change this and that. And we can all come out to the other side. And uh, it's a little bit fresh right now. So I understand why people are confused and uh, afraid and everything. But it's, it's going to even out with time. And we will learn a lot. That's why I can tell. Oh, very much so. Be being a visionary with cancer, I can tell you that. That's much worse than getting COVID-19 for most people anyway. So it's still a threat, but you know, 
that's also something that's totally random you know never, you never know who can get cancer so it's it feels like the same kind of thing you know suddenly you're in a position where you just had to deal with something you never thought you had to deal with but when you are there you just had to go through it that's the only way to do it Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, those words are just so inspiring. And with that, I think that's such a great note to end on, that uh, that idea of hope and positivity and how things will eventually even out and hopefully it will lead to everything getting better. And with that, I thank you so much for taking the time to be able to talk to me about everything that's going on in your world right now. And, of course, uh, yeah. the new EP from Cadaver available now through Nuclear Blast, everything that's going to be coming up in the future with Cadaver and Order and everything else that you got going on going forward and the fact that you're still here still fighting strong and you have this uh, great mindset going forward it's inspired me a lot to look forward to the future as well too and wanting to better myself and better the world and i really appreciate you taking the time to be able to talk to me about all of it well my pleasure man i, I want to you know thank you for uh, having this chat and uh, spreading the news about the new cadaver and uh hopefully talk soon again uh, about the album coming out later this year and uh We'll, we'll be back on the road as soon as the road is ready so uh, we'll have new new stuff coming and uh, live shows and everything so everything's meant to be so let's just get through all the things we have to get through and meet on the other side oh absolutely and yeah w- with that I mean anytime that you got something to promote I would love to be able to talk to you again and be able to promote that at the best of my ability I mean awesome. again just like seeing where you are right now I can't wait again to be able to see everything that you got coming up oh yeah no I'm really excited about the album that's gonna blow your mind if you, this EP blows your mind this will blow your mind three times over because it's ten songs <laughs> <laughs>
to the show you just got done hearing Cadaver with the title track after three song EP, DGAF. And if you think about it for a few seconds, I'm pretty sure you know what that stands for. And of course, DGAF is available now through Nuke of the Blast. And before that was my interviews with Anders Alden of Cadaver. So we've gone through all the interviews for the show, and I'm glad you stuck around and Heard my interviews with Nightwish, The Hirsch Effect, and Cadaver. We're gonna finish things off with one more set of music, and we're gonna be getting into some heavy territory. Starting off with the band Barishi, off the 2020 album Old Smoke. This is Barishi with Entombed in Gold Forever. <laughs>
This is Tom G. Warrior, formerly of Hellhammer Celtic Frost, now Triptychon. You're listening to That Drummer Guy. <laughs>
show, you just got done here Warbringer with the final track off their brand new album, Weapons of Tomorrow, Glorious End. And before that was Barishi with Entombed in Gold Forever off their 2020 album, Old Smoke. And that just about does it for the show this week. Thank you so very much for tuning in and checking out all this brand new music and of course my interviews with Nightwish, The Hirsch Effect, and Gadaver. Tune in next week for two hours of the best in heavy music today. Go to thegermanguy.com for all your German Guy needs, including at least at the point of recording this 699 interviews to be able to check out and enjoy a link to my spotify link for that drummer guy's song of the day all my written material and so much more and of course like follow subscribe everything for that drummer guy on social media with facebook youtube twitter instagram all that good stuff until next week this is that drummer guy saying see ya this has been my show as that drummer guy tune in next week for another two hours of the best today. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Spreaker, Spotify, and TuneIn. For music submission, interview submission, or any other information for that drummer guy, email that drummer guy at thatonedrummerguy at gmail.com or thatdrummerguyPR at gmail.com. Make sure to follow that drummer guy on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, thatdrummerguy.com for all your drummer guy needs. Intro and outro music is provided by Cloud Kicker. Support Cloud Kicker at cloudkickermusic.bandcamp.com. That drummer guy is a creation of Josh Rockquist. Any other use of that drummer guy without consent is prohibited. All rights reserved. Until next time. Hang in there, stay positive. It's worth the fight.